everyone and welcome to the Migrant Next Door. I'm your host and fellow migrant Ritika and I'm here to talk about all things related to migrants. So we'll discuss everything from moving to a new country, mental health, relationship problems, culture shocks, investing and more in the journey to build a home away from home. I'm really happy with the weather today. The past weekend was great. A bit overcast, but not too cold, not too windy. The sun was out for a while as well. And um, even today, uh, for Monday, it's uh, it's been really sunny. So that's great. I don't want to say too much about the weather and jinx it. So let's just leave it there. Okay, um, so I am uploading this episode a little late today, still on a Monday, but um, quite late in the evening. And that's because I have too many things on my plate. I've got, a, I've got another side hustle or business that I'm working on and um, that is launching on the 25th of September, which is next Sunday. And that is my little tea stall it's going to be called chaiwali and um, i'm going to be serving authentic indian tea because guess what this migrant doesn't like to drink coffee and all these years living in new zealand this migrant thought someone else will start selling tea so that this migrant every day in the morning can go and buy tea or at least one day a morning can go and buy tea but no one did so this migrant then decided do it herself and this migrant is going to do that next week. So for anyone who is in Christchurch, New Zealand, come along to the Rickerton Sunday Market and get yourself a masala chai. All right. So talking about that, um, setting up a new side hustle, it is one of the things that a lot of people want to do. And and there's there's a lot of things that people like to do other than just their job or their study or looking after their family. But... Many times there are things that hold us back and that's today's topic. What is it that's holding us back? Lots and lots of things and specifically talking about the things that hold migrants back. I will structure today's episode in in two parts. So first part I want to discuss about some general things that hold you back as a migrant and then second part I want to talk about some other personal things that that hold you back so talking about the general things obviously you've moved to a new country so there are a certain set of rules and regulations that you need to follow and we've discussed about that um, in our very first episode and uh, even in the last few episodes as well so there's your visa you have a work visa your visa in most countries will be tied to a job um, unless you are lucky to have an open work visa which means you can do any job for any number of hours and if you're on that visa that's great for you but quite a few people are on specific work visas that are tied to their job so they are locked into that job so if they want to move jobs they need to like reapply for a new visa or they need to get the conditions of their visa changed so that does hold us back because we feel like, okay, I've struggled so much. I finally got a job and maybe I'm not really that happy in this job and maybe it's not really satisfying and, and it's not fulfilling as a career option. But while I'm on this visa, let me just, you know, work through this job. In a few years, things will get better. 
And a lot of people do that and there's nothing wrong in doing that. But that's not really what we want to do. So so that, that visa problem is actually holding us back to get a new job or to quit your job or start a new business. Or if you want to do two different jobs part time, you know, Monday to Wednesday, I want to do something and then... Thursday and Friday, I want to do something else. You can't really do that. You don't have that flexibility when you're on a visa to go and try all of these different things. So that's one. The other thing is money. Money definitely holds back a lot of people. And it's not just, I think it's not just like a migrant issue. But when you're a migrant, this issue is one of the big ones that will hold you back. You don't want to spend too much money on yourself on self-care or buying expensive items like, I don't know, buying a new iPhone or buying a new car. You just want to buy whatever there is in the market that is cheap and that'll just help you get by. You don't want to spend too much money because like me, there's obviously a lot of people coming to new countries like me coming to New Zealand um, to study. So for that, you need to get a student loan to pay that fees. And again, 100% it comes from a place of privilege but not for everybody and some people really get that that student loan by mortgaging every asset they or their family owns back in their home country so repaying that student loan is the biggest thing that's on their mind when when they're studying or even when they are working for the first few years I mean, while you're juggling with your visas and trying to find a stable job, you also need to save as much as money you can to send it back home and pay for your for your student loan because these loans usually come with a really high interest rate as well. So you want to pay that as fast as you can because it's kind of holding you back. And I'm not saying people who study, so for example, domestic students who study in New Zealand, they don't have a loan. They also have a loan but it is interest-free. And the way that the government has structured it, it basically comes out of your pay before you are being paid. So you know how like the tax is deducted uh, before the money comes into your account, your salary? The same way student loans get deducted before you get your salary in your account. So it's it's quite a structured way and it's interest-free. So it doesn't really create that pressure that stress to pay it back as soon as you can whereas for a for an international student or or work visa holder who's taken quite a big chunk of money as as student loan they really need to pay it back as soon as they can so money definitely holds us back the other thing would be i would say family responsibilities so maybe you have sick parents back home or maybe you have your family here with you in this new country, but you're the only person who's earning in the family. So you've got your husband or wife, or you've got kids. So you need to take care of all of that. Plus, if you, you've been a student, then you've got this loan as well. So there's a lot of responsibilities that get added. And yes, family responsibilities come for everyone, whether you're living in your home country or in a migrant country. But I, what I do want to say is that when you're living in a different country, you don't have that support system around you. You need to figure things out while you have this big financial burden and this family responsibility as well. So what I'm trying to say is it'll add more stress to your life if you're not in familiar surroundings. 
so family responsibility as much as it's a responsibility for everyone it hits differently when you're in a different country because then it's not just family responsibilities one wrong step you think one wrong step and all of this could just crumble down whereas in your home country not that you want to take a wrong step but even if something happens you know that you've got friends support family support um you've got a spouse or whatever boyfriend girlfriend there's people around to support you which usually is not the case when you've moved overseas so again family responsibilities in a way they sometimes do hold us back then stuff in your personal life that can also hold you back so i did mention family responsibilities but in terms of family this this quite a few different things that happen so i'll give you an example when i was a student and i was working in domino's part time i had a i had a colleague there who used to like he was always at work whenever i went for a shift he was there when i was leaving he was there any day of the week because i was part time i would have like some day i would work 4 hours in the morning some day i would work like 3 hours in the afternoon or in the evenings on a weekend when it gets really busy in in places like dominos he was always there and i just one day i asked him and and i said look I, like how many hours do you work in a week, in a week because i always see you there so do you take any days off or do you get any rest and he said to me that his day was like um from morning 6 to 10 he works as a forklift driver and then 10 o'clock he would come to dominos and work there till like 6 or 7 in the evening and then he would do like a night shift somewhere else till 11 and then he would go home so if you finish work at 11 in the night and you reach home i don't know 11:30 midnight then you get like 5-6 hours of sleep if you can sleep because sometimes you know how we are so tired we can't even sleep and i thought my god you're working like insane amount of hours why is that and he said that he has a loan to pay back but that also back home he didn't come from a rich family and he said that his sister was about to get married and he needs to send money back home for his family to be able to get his sister married so that was somehow his responsibility because his family has put all of this money together to send him to to another country overseas where he can earn more money and then in return he sends that money back so they can like repay the loan but also get his sister married and i mean good on him for doing that but i i thought that is gosh that is so unfair i mean this guy is working like 16 17 18 hours a day for i think he did that for like 6 days and maybe one day he had off if if he was lucky he got day off so that's another type of family responsibility and that's real personal and that's the case with a lot of migrants i have to say it's he was not the first person that i met that told me that story i i know of quite a few people who come from middle class or what you would say lower middle class families and when i say middle class or lower middle class i mean monetary wise nothing else so they don't have enough money to spend on stuff like studying abroad it's a very like i said it's a very privileged um option that some of us get but 
trying to achieve their dreams and wanting to earn more money and and you know provide for their families they pull in all the money in the family so that one person can go overseas and the expectation is that they'll earn more but that expectation adds to a lot of pressure and a lot of stress for this person and sleepless nights literally i mean it sort of like opened my eyes because here i was um doing university 3 days a week and then 20 hours of work and some assignments as well and i thought my god i'm so tired and then i i met the sky and i thought oh my god like if i was tired what about this person he must be beyond tired like i don't know what's the term for it then the other thing is mindset i think our mindset definitely holds us back and that goes back to our upbringing in our society like where we were born so for example in india where i'm from divorce is not really a topic that people talk about openly it's a very taboo topic and maybe it's changed in the last few years that i've that i've not lived in india if you have moved to a new country with your husband or your wife and then things don't work out i don't think people would consider divorce as their option i mean obviously after trying um to save your marriage and trying everything else that you can i'm not saying you have one argument and then you divorce but because of our mindset and the way that we've grown up in our society even if you feel like you know i'm not happy in this marriage and i really want to separate from this person and maybe the other person feels the same so it's like a mutual decision 100% or maybe 99% i am sure your family back home will definitely oppose it because they see it as such a big shame in the society that oh my god this person's like divorced especially if you're a female then i mean according to your your family and your wider like um relatives your life is finished the the second you get a divorce but that's not how it is or at least that's not how society views it in first world countries and getting a divorce is nothing it's just yes it's it's a big change in your life and you know you're sad and everything but that doesn't mean your life's ended sometimes it's the start of a new life but if you come from these sort of backgrounds it is really hard to make that decision because yes you want to get a divorce but you also then have to like explain and convince your parents and your partners or husbands or wives parents and then aunties and uncles i mean that's a thing with indian society as well everybody will get involved in your personal life there are like at least from my experience there are no boundaries first of all it'll be really hard for you to convince yourself because of how you've grown up i personally in my whole wide entire family when i was growing up like up to the age of say 18 years old i did not know one single person who was divorced so you can imagine how it is so if someone comes up and says to me oh i'm getting divorced my first reaction automatically is like oh my god can you like try and save it but no obviously this person has tried to save it so i shouldn't be passing judgment like that but like that sudden mindset it takes over and that's what i say and there are so many preconceived ideas in our head that even though physically we've moved into a modern world our mind takes time to move with us we still think about what will people say that's like such a common saying in india it's like anything you do it's not about whether you're happy or not whether your family is happy or not is this decision going to change your life is it for the better is it for the worse 
it's simply what will people say so if you do something that's like not from the book of things to do or the way conventional things are done then it is an uphill battle to convince and you have to if you come from that sort of backgrounds you can't just go out and make a decision for yourself you have to convince i don't know your husband or wife your parents your extended family and it's such it is such a task so i feel like we're still kind of in that jail in our mind where as much as we try to be modern we try to change our mindset and adapt to these new ideologies it's just some sometimes it doesn't work and that holds us back the other thing that holds us back i think is self confidence and not wanting to put ourselves out there and i did mention a little bit of this in my last episode as well but what i want to say is that moving to a new country for studies for jobs or whatever it is in itself is a big decision and it's a big risk that you've taken but i feel like once we take that risk we sort of become risk averse we feel like oh my god i've already made this big life decision i don't want to take any more risks and it's perfectly fine it's it's a it's a common thing to do but we will never go out and ask for that next big thing we will never take any more risks even if they are like calculated risks where there's like 70% of the chance that you you will figure this thing out and you'll be successful and maybe a 30% failure chance you'll not do it you will play it really safe till you become a permanent resident or a citizen in this new country and then you're like okay now maybe um i don't have that you know that fear of losing my visa so now i can try new things and i'm not saying that every um risk that you want to take or every change that you want is related or is directly linked to your visa sometimes it's just like lifestyle changes and wanting to do something new but you don't because you've already had such a big change and you're like now I just want some stability and there's nothing wrong in doing that but sometimes this can act counterproductive and i suppose we just need to be really conscious of the decisions that we make and not do something that's not going to help us in the long term so self confidence definitely holds us back then i think my last thing would be language language sometimes holds us back because um like for myself english is not my first language and i mean if there are grammar nerds out there i'm sure you've spotted like at least 100 grammatical mistakes that i've made in the last 8 episodes and probably in this one as well um while i've been talking and that's fine it's not my first language and that's something that i think is is a big problem because if you're not able to express yourself in english then that will definitely hold you back you will try and not engage in like big conversations because you feel like you won't be able to express yourself and then you'll look stupid i saw this meme online where it says do you know how intelligent i am in spanish and and maybe i'm not able to express myself in english but like do you know how intelligent i am in in spanish because maybe that person's first language was spanish and i thought damn right there's so many things that i can say in my first language where if i want to translate that and like properly express myself i will probably need to think for 5 minutes to use the right words to to translate my like actual feelings and not just use the first word that comes to my mind so language can definitely hold us back there are a lot of things in the bigger bigger scheme of things again grammatical mistake you write that down okay but um i feel like overall it's such a big journey that 
these kind of things will happen your family will hold you back your mindset will hold you back money visa this this just a lot but i think we need to consciously unpack these things for us and see what genuinely impacts us if there is a change that we want in our life then we should really work towards getting that change take more risks talk to your family if they've tried everything if they can't understand your perspective then sometimes you probably need to put your foot down because your happiness matters as well and we're already dealing with such a big change moving to a new country so if there's a there's little things that can add to our happiness and that can make our days feel a little bit better then i suppose we need to work on that so with that i will finish up with today's episode you can subscribe to the micro next door podcast on spotify apple podcast google podcast samsung podcast every other podcasting platform i am literally everywhere like try me okay <laughs> and um you can also follow us on social media um we are at the micro next door on facebook and instagram on twitter we are micro next door and enjoy the great weather but don't think too much about it don't jinx it and i'll be back next week ciao